On this episode of the TM Cooper Podcast, Mr. Cooper provides his contribution to the Disaster Recovery Authority Bill, a bill which he termed the Kong Salad Bill. We hope you find this informative. Please note that this contribution was provided in the House of Assembly on November 6, 2019. Chair recognizes the Honorable Member for the Exumas on Ragged Island. Mr. Speaker, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the opportunity to speak on behalf of the wonderful people of Exuma and the, and the forgotten people of Ragged Island. And I contribute to the Disaster Recovery Authority Bill 2019. As is my tradition, Mr. Speaker, I will say at the outset that we're not going to support this bill. And I, I will tell you why. In fact, let me go a step further and say that this is one of the worst drafted, poorly thought out pieces of legislation that I've seen. It is actually, is actually offensive in many regards. You see, Mr. Speaker, people are hurting on the ground. They're not seeing relief and restoration fast enough. Commerce has not been restored, and there's a looming level of uncertainty as it relates to the future of even their most basic supplies and their most basic needs, like food, water, and shelter, and jobs. Yet we find time to create nonsense legislation. If NEMA isn't working, why don't we fix it? If NEMA needs to be enhanced, why don't we tweak it? Why don't we enhance it rather than creating another bureaucracy? There's no time for big announcements. There's no time for publicity stunts. It's no time for faking and half-stepping. It's time for restoration. It's time for doing. That's what the people want. Not only does this create yet another bureaucracy in the aftermath of Hurricane Dorian, but it flies in the face of the Prime Minister's promise to reduce red tape. We see more. We see more bureaucracy. This bill is the definition of creating red tape and bureaucratic mess. It is so poorly constructed that I wonder if it is not a thinly veiled attempt to make busy work and give government positions to political cronies while the public the public is preoccupied with the enormity of what the hurricane wrought. It leads me to wonder further, Mr. Speaker, who drafted it, who reviewed it, who determined that it made sense. Mr. Speaker, a new nonsense bureaucracy. It will further frustrate residents and business owners it will lead to more confusion than clarity. 
Whilst the government should be focused on building lives and rebuilding infrastructure, it appears focused on building bureaucracies and expanding government. The cries throughout the hurricane-ravaged areas of the Bahamas ring out about a government that is confused and unfocused. The people say the government is not responsive to their needs. They say it is reactive in the worst sense of the word. They talk of a government so tone deaf, deaf that it left value-added tax in place at ground zero for the storm. And tell the member for Exuma and Ragged Island made the recommendation and then it was accepted. But still no clarity on when it will be implemented, Mr. Speaker. And you know, and you know, I'm not about self-praise and, and pat back, back patting, Mr. Speaker. When the Bahamian people win, I'm happy. I was delighted to hear the Minister for Tourism talk about the government considering buying the Grand Bahama Freeport Airport. And if I wanted to back pat, you know, I would remind this government that October 17th or thereabouts, the member for Exuma and Ragged Island made that recommendation. I'm not about self-praise and back patting. No. But I want to see the Bahamian people win. So it's when there is bipartisan support for ideas proffered by the PLP, the opposition, I simply say it's an opportunity for Bahamians to win. And it's an opportunity for us to help. We're here to help. I consistently say we're here to help. And by the way, by the way, and by the way, Freetown, although I support the idea, I think there has to be a rigorous negotiation. So I support the idea, but I didn't tell you how much to pay. And this government don't have a good track record in negotiating on behalf of the Bahamian people. But I leave that there. I leave that there for now. I wonder, Mr. Speaker, when we will get around to debating the legislation, Mr. Speaker, putting in place those uh, exigency orders to cause this, these ministers, prime ministers spoke about Abaco and Grand Bahama and when these tax exemptions are going to happen, when we're going to get around and, and actually making it happen, also for the island of Ragged Island. Perhaps in all of the visits to the island and the grandstanding and the publicity seeking, this government missed the glaring and exigent need of Bahamians. They want restoration. We're eight, nine weeks in. They want this government to focus on restoration and not bringing more bureaucracy. If there is some illusion that this authority will fix the mess that has ensued, I would like to dissuade the other side of this notion right now. And I go through how poorly thought out and how poorly put together this bill is in just a moment, Mr. Speaker. But I must remind the government that any successful endeavor 
rises and falls on leadership. In the absence of it, there is confusion, much like what we see now. It appears that all these new bills and consultants and committees and appointments and the new ministry this administration has conjured is on a, a way to get around focused leadership. I say if something is broken, fix it. I say if something needs to be enhanced, enhance it. Don't work around it by creating NEMA 2.0 which this bill is. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, I get the distinct impression that this is an attempt to work around the existing systems, perhaps even the existing ministers, perhaps even the existing ministries. This legislation purports that the authority is to work with NEMA, is to share funds with NEMA, may assume responsibilities of NEMA if NEMA so deems. The director of NEMA is mandated to be on the board of the authority. Like NEMA, the prime minister has ultimate oversight of this authority by virtue of being the only one who can declare a disaster recovery zone. Perhaps someone can explain to me why we are not fixing NEMA and empowering NEMA to expand its functions instead of creating whatever this new creature will be. Mr. Speaker, Kalani pointed out that the former Prime Minister supports the authority. I don't know, Mr. Speaker, whether that support was proffered before or after the new Ministry of Disaster. I don't know whether it came before or after. The true, the true picture of the bureaucracy, Mr. Speaker. But as I contemplated this morning, I thought I'd map out what this new disaster infrastructure looks like. I wish we had one of those big, pretty charts that the member oh, for Michael liked to use. Yes, yes. I wish, I wish I had, I wish I had some of that duty-free construction paper. But I don't right now, Mr. Speaker. So I, will, I, I will read it so all can hear. I will read it so all can hear. At the tippy top, at the tippy top, you have the Prime Minister, the ultimate Minister of Disaster. <laughs> you, have, you have five members of Parliament, including the Deputy Prime Minister in Grand Bahama. You have the Cabinet. You have the Office of the Prime Minister. You have the Minister of State in Grand Bahama. You have a Parliamentary Secretary in Abaco. Then you have the Minister of State for Disaster. Then you have the political consultant, two in Abaco, and the political consultant in Grand Bahama, who happened to be the 
president of the Senate. And then you have two technical committees. A good professional, John Michael Clark, is one of them. He wasn't reading the same amendment. And then you have Nima. And I don't know which or where Nima fits into all of this. That's a new bill you bring in here. But, but let's remember, on these islands, we have family island administrators. Let's not forget them. And then on these islands, we have local government. Local government of which there is a council and there is a chief counselor. And now today, <laughs> we have adding to this disaster. That's not his handwriting, Mr. Speaker. We have Nima to. We have. We ain't drawn out. We ain't drawn out. We have. <laughs> we have we have NEMA 2.0 and under NEMA 2.0 you have a chairman you have a deputy chairman you got a managing director you got a board you got a trust and you got trustees. I'm going to put this on one of those big, those big charts, Mr. Speaker. But I cannot imagine what the government is thinking. Who, who wrote this? Who approved it? What sense does it all make? We're talking about ease of doing business. We're talking about cutting red tape. Yet we bring a new bureaucracy. Mr. Speaker, we have a paid chairman who thankfully cannot hold political office to oversee the board. We have a paid managing director to run the authority and hire and scorned pensionable employees from other government agencies. We have up to seven directors all paid to sit on the board. Are we, are we seriously, are we seriously not considering this some FNM administration job creation strategy, Mr. Speaker? Let's, let's stop, let's stop the faking, let's stop the pontificating, let's, let's focus on the restoration, let's focus on economic growth and real job creation, that's what we must do. We need that now more than, more than ever. And there's also, there's also a trust fund. I hear you, Central Grand Bahama. I hear you, Central Grand Bahama. But I'm concerned about Central Grand Bahama. I'm concerned about the Minister of, of, of State for, for Disaster and Recovery. You know why? Because we haven't yet have a clearly articulated uh, job description for the new minister, but yet we have a new, we have a new disaster authority to dance. Yeah, but you want to be the right? We have, we have, we have, we have, we have a new disaster bureaucracy, and I'm concerned that that. Let me leave Central Grand Bahama alone. Let me call. He's a good, he's a good, he's a good professional. He's a good professional. I've known him 
I've known him. I've known him for a long time. Let's just say I'm concerned. Now, Mr. Speaker. Now, Mr. Speaker. Let's turn our attention to the bill itself. Clause 60 of the bill conflicts directly with the Ministry of Works as the authority has the weight upon the approval of different departments under the purview of works. And I'll share, I'll share this with you, uh, Michael, because I know, I know that you will look at all of these points in, in great detail. Section 9, one of the bill conflicts with the Ministry of Finance in that it needs the minister's permission to borrow, not the Minister of Finance. Alas, for the record, who wrote this? Who approved it? You're incorrect. Who thought it would all make sense? Section 16 allows for the appointment of the disaster recovery committees. However, more committees, more committees, more committees. What sense does it all make? Why enshrine this in law? What is the relevant ministry? Who is the minister? Yes, it is empowered to do what authorities do, Mr. Speaker, but this authority has no discernible revenues, Mr. Speaker, and only desirable costs and bureaucracy and employees, Mr. Speaker. It adds bureaucracy on top of bureaucracy. Section 22 conflicts, 22, conflicts with the Ministry of Works, the Minister of Health, the Ministry of Education, BPL, Water and Sewage, other utilities, the Ministry of Housing, the Ministry of Finance. I may have missed a few. Recall that Section 16 makes it clear that the authority has no special powers to override statutory obligations and requirement of the other government entities as provided for under the law. Perhaps someone should speak with the Minister of Grand Bahama who can tell you how effectively it works when one has to work across several agencies and ministries but have no authority over them. Section 21 of the bill puts the Ministry of Works, the Ministry of Environment, and this authority in direct conflict. The minister responsible for the environment as opposed to the chief building control officer, the Minister of Works, determined the construction which will be permitted in a disaster zone. Section 22 seemed not to align with the bill we just passed that gives the Prime Minister the power to declare concessions and exemptions. Now the Minister of Finance has to do that. The legislation also passed to fly in the face of the government's notion of fiscal responsibility. We should call this the Count Solid Bill. It's mixed right up. It mixes up, mixes up the bureaucracy. The Count Solid Bill presented by a Count Solid government, Mr. Speaker. The authority cannot allocate more than 20% of the budget for salaries. Except, of course, if the minister, a politician, says so. So no more than 20% allocated towards costs, except if the minister says so. But the prime minister goes to great pains talking about how he's excluding politicians. So now we trust politicians to be the sole arbiter of fiscal responsibility. I know East Grand Bahama don't believe in this one. Interestingly, they trust the politician with overriding fiscal responsibility. We also find it interesting that the minister referred to in section nine of the bill can approve borrowing. Should we assume it's the prime minister who can now approve borrowing, since he is the ultimate minister of disaster? Or is it the minister of state? 
Is it the Minister of State in charge of the authority that Section 7 of this bill gives the Prime Minister a power to appoint? So now the Prime Minister or his appointed Minister of State can authorize borrowing, but only by consulting with the Ministry of Finance. Is this bill trying to work around, my friend, the Minister of Finance? Or is it simply just ill-conceived? This bill allows, through Section 16, the appointment of zone reconstruction committees. More committees, just wonderful, just brilliant. Might I suggest, Mr. Speaker, that the local government on these islands be properly engaged, be properly respected, be properly resourced. There currently appears to be no real engagement with all the consultants falling over each other, Mr. Speaker. But who would know better than the locals how they would want their communities to be rebuilt? These people love their communities. So I ask you to respect these volunteers, respect these locally elected officials, give them bigger budgets, give them more autonomy, and give them more respect. I like how you've been listening to me lately. So I'm going to repeat this. I ask you to empower local government. Give them bigger budgets. Give them more autonomy. And give them more respect. Again, more respect for the expertise, such as where floods occur and how these synergies will work. I ask you not to squander money on more salaries in a useless new authority while local government struggles to pick up the garbage, whilst teachers and nurses and doctors can't be paid. Section 25.4 calls for the acquisition of goods from local retailers as is practical. This is good sense, Bernard. This is good sense. And I hope, though, it's monitored closely. Hopefully, it's transparent. Section 26 allows for the Department of Immigration to give humanitarian travel authorization to those coming from abroad to assist the authority, they should also apply to NEMA as well, although I thought it did. Mr. Speaker, I've had a lot of time to reflect, and I can tell several stories of credible institutions coming into the Bahamas and needing approval to enter even before a hurricane struck. NEMA reportedly referred one in particular to Immigration Department. Immigration reportedly never received it. These were credible private sector international agencies with deep pockets, experienced in search and rescue. 30 men and five choppers deep. Still no reply, eight weeks after Dorian. This provision of the bill is a recipe for further conflict. We should be clearer about who is in charge and what the process is. Section 27 of this bill also sets up another clear conflict with NEMA. I say again, Who's in charge? Is it NEMA? Is it this authority? As I say in business, if everyone is in charge, no one's in charge. Section 27.3 is redundant in my view. Anybody can ask anyone to do anything. Also redundant, section 23 and 24. We need, we need, do we really need to spell it in law that the prime minister can engage international help if there's a disaster, really? We need to detail that non-governmental agency can contribute to the recovery process. Seriously? Really? 
I honestly don't even fathom what could be meant in Section 28 with regard to the relationship with NEMA. How you think this cooperation may just happen depending on who wake up on what side of the bed? Mr. Speaker, this is troubling. It's really unthinkable. There should be reg reg regulations in place. Where's the enabling structure? How is this all going to work? Who wrote this bill? Who approved it? And who thought it would make good sense? Those are my questions. Then we have clause 29. I was waiting for it. It says, the minister may give directions. Kelani goes to great lengths to talk about how he's excluding politicians from this process. And then it says, the minister may give directions in clause 29. There, there is, there is a, right there, Mr. Speaker, as the other side screams, there's no time for politics. As Kalani screams, there's no place for politicians in this authority. We see the politics raise its red head. We see there's some time to inject politics into this bill. Of course, we, are, we still aren't clear which minister, which minister, Mr. Speaker. We're still unclear. Is this the prime minister who gives direction? Is this the minister of state for disaster? Is it the member for Central Grand Bahama, the recently appointed minister of state in the Ministry of Disaster Preparedness, Recovery and Reconstruction? Is this the different minister of state the prime minister can appoint through section seven that we're talking about? Which politician will be giving direction to this authority? And what does the minister actually do, Mr. Speaker? What is the minister, what is the minister responsibility for disaster preparedness, recovery and reconstruction going to be doing, Mr. Speaker? The authority has a budget but the new ministry does not as yet, as far as this parliament is concerned. As I noted earlier, this legislation allows the authority to establish the Bahamas National Reconstruction and Recovery Trust Fund. Not necessarily a bad idea, but if we stack this board of trustees with political cronies as been the track record of this government, then, Mr. Speaker, it defeats the purpose, the purpose, Mr. Speaker. I listen, Mr. Speaker, and I hear, but nobody listens to you anymore. Nobody trusts what you say anymore, Mr. Speaker. As vague as this language is, as vague as this language is, I can already tell you this bill won't, this bill won't help this government raised money from the private sector. You got, you got a credibility problem, you see. You got a credibility problem. Because no one seeks to see any urgent need met with monies donated to NEMA. The people of Ragged Island still await an accounting of the fund donated to NEMA. You got a credibility problem. And they're not going to give money to this authority either because there's no real accountability. There's no real transparency and the process is inefficient. Yeah, you have a credibility problem. 
Too much of donated funds are going to be spent on costs, on salaries, on rents, on overhead, on red tape. If you got a problem with NEMA, fix it. If you think NEMA needs to be enhanced, enhance it. Don't create NEMA 2.0. Mr. Speaker, it's been two weeks since I asked for a report of the funds donated to NEMA for Ragged Island in the past two years and still no response. I will say that one more time before I leave today. People are still asking where the hurricane money gone? Where is the accountability? Where is the transparency? You have a credibility problem. So even though you said it was all accounted for, even though you appointed a firm on one of these no-bid contracts who you say would track it all, there's still no transparency, still no accountability, and you still have a credibility problem. I see you talk about making regulations in this bill, yet there are none. This sounds like someplace you want to just put people and make sure their pensions are, are secured. This entire thing is, is all mixed up. I ask you, who wrote this? Who approved it? And who thought it made good sense? Who you expect to, to buy into this? This is no time for public publicity stunts and, 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 and grandstanding and pontificating and backpatting. The people want restoration. Creating more bureaucracy is unhelpful. Creating more bureaucracy is unhelpful. Passing a bill that's all over the place is unhelpful. And I'll be right here waiting when you come back to amend it. I'll be right here. And I won't tell you I told you so. I won't tell you I told you so. I'll simply say, if you want to improve it and the Bahamian people win, then I'm all right with that. The opposition does not support this legislation. No right-thinking person should, Mr. Speaker. No right-thinking person should. We're making it less easy to do business, more bureaucratic, adding red tape, adding inefficiencies, a lot more talk, not enough restoration, not enough action. Mr. Speaker, on behalf of the people of Igdum, on behalf of the forgotten people of Ragged Island, Mr. Speaker, I thank you. I thank you for your minute of being. I rest on behalf of the people, Mr. Speaker. Thank you, Honorable Member. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to subscribe and share with anyone you know.